Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Reverend Herm, is he a dirty coach? Rivals? has arrived. All right, welcome to another episode of Rival Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck. The University of Utah Utes beat the Arizona State Sun Devils last week in a in a very impressive defensive performance, probably the best for Utah since it's been in the Pac-12. But during the game, there were quite a few moments when players from Arizona State took obvious cheap shots at the Utah players. And uh, Herm Edwards, who I've learned to gain a tremendous amount of respect for, actually did not condone this. He went up to Coach Kyle Whittingham at the end of the game and apologized, which was the first thing he said to Coach Whittingham. He just said, this is not what I'm about, and this is not what our program is about, and I just want you to know that. So were were the chippy Sun Devils a little bit too chippy, Jason, or did they cross the line? Well, obviously the play, the game got out of control, and those players, you know, showed their character and they crossed the line. That's number one. And and Herm Edwards obviously saw it as just like everybody else saw it and was was really disappointed in his guys because he I think he answered it wonderfully. Right, he went over and apologized, and you know he's going back to Phoenix to straighten this crap out. That is not okay. the expectations. There's going to be punishment laid out on the team. It's what I expect them to do, and those players are going to learn that that is not the expectations on their football team. So, so you've been in games before, and yeah. this this game was really important. I mean, basically, the loser of this game has no shot at winning the Pac-12 South. So your chance right. of your chance of going to the Rose Bowl basically ended if you're Arizona State in that game. Right. So. You've been in games when you it's apparent, and it was apparent early on, that the Utah defense was not going to give Arizona State anything. I mean, anything. Right. And, and so so you get frustrated if games are not going your way, and you know how important that game is, and you do yeah. lose your composure. So tell us about the many times that you lost your composure in such games. <laughs> you know what? I never – Oh, bull crap, Never. Jason. Don't give me that. Never got a penalty. For, no, uh, I'm not saying conduct. you didn't get a penalty. I'm just saying you got a Never. little bit chippy because because uh, things were not going the way you expected. Never ha- Never got. I don't believe you. I'm just no, telling I you. Never got uh, chippy for that reason. Jason, if, I, if I had Jason, a one-on-one battle, I'm what? I don't believe you. I think you're. Sure, never had a, I had discipline. I had what we expect and what I expect out of my players when I coach. Complete and total discipline and control of yourself. It's a on you have a you're playing at this high emotional intellectual rage. You have the ability to think 
critically, but still do it at a well, very high motor and intellectual intelligent rage, and you have control of yourself. And that's the difference in the greatest players, I think, and those that are just okay. You get these guys that are just insane and tense, and then they're throwing punches and beating the crap out of guys in the showers and fighting out on the streets, you know, in their parties and getting in trouble off campus. So they have no personal control. And in a game like that, the guys with less character get more chippy, throw the stupid punches, right? Hit the guys, you know, go to spear, go to hit them out of bounds and make all those terrible decisions because they have lesser character. Absolutely. Well, I, the guys are, I have to stud never does that. I have to say, all right, you're, I like you more than I thought I did. That's a good answer. <laughs> Hey, I rarely got. So, I had a couple of roughing the passer calls on me that I think were full, right? Where it's like you know that last step and a half you have to hit the quarterback. I mean, I got called on a couple of those over the career, but you mean the three not, steps uh, you took after he'd thrown the ball? <laughs> no, one and a half. That's a problem. Calls. That's a problem. You guys can't count. That's the whole problem. Right? <laughs> you, you'd never get roughing the passer if you guys could actually count. Yeah, you got these little quarterbacks. No, I was whining back there because they hit me so hard. Well, Jason, it hurts. It hurts when you get hit hard. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, and uh, we come back. Um, Utah is looking good, but November is looming, and November has not been kind to the Utes. Is this a year that maybe things are different? Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. All right, welcome back to Rivals. Scott and Jason here having a little afternoon chat about how defensive linemen can count, but not very high. Um, <laughs> Why do I laugh at your stinking joke? Because they're funny. <laughs> they are funny. They honestly are. And and you're easily um, amused, so it works well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so um, do, do you ever buy into like certain times of the year or certain teams or whatever – because you, you, November has not been kind to Utah. Now, last year, they were actually able to win games in November. But uh, early in November, a year ago, they played Arizona State and, and lost in a very embarrassing game. And then, um, you know, they, they've they got a, on paper an extremely uh, easy schedule in November. But those are kind of some of the times when they, they've slipped up. So do you buy into that this certain months are, are bad or good? No, I what what I looked for early in the season, I think I got my answer, right? Is we talked about the leadership that we're looking for in the team, that that little extra special magic, the mojo that you got to have to go to the top, you know, to win that extra game. And the big question mark for me is when they had that loss down at USC and yep. it looked like they were mentally not prepared for that the level of ball that USC brought out. 
And I thought, man, we got to see how they answer this. And I think they've answered it. I think the way they played, you know, pounded Oregon State when they had to pound them. Arizona State was a big game, and they won it big. And the level of play and emotion. And, and Washington and, State. And Washington State, who normally has their number, and is a, is yeah. a difficult team for Utah to play. That spread out, throw the ball is hard, hard for Utah to typically handle. And they yeah. they played it brilliantly against Washington State. That's it. So I, I see them. They answered what I wanted to see the way I was hoping, you know, coming out at USC loss. And, man, they're, I think they're on fire, and I think they've answered it. So my gut hunch is there's no bad – the character of this team is not going to have a bad November. If they would have showed me more inconsistency before going into it, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. you know, it could be a dog again. But I, I agree. What they've shown me so far, I think they're on fire, and I think they, you know, they get after it. They're, you know, their biggest challenge is going to be, you know, Washington. Um, then they play Cal. Don't you think? Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. They play Cal, and then, um, then they go to Washington. So. Is Cal, even though it's in in October, could could that be the trap game? Could that be the game you overlook because you've got, I mean, your season your season's going to boil down to whether you can beat Washington. I'm just telling you right now. Oh, absolutely. But um, absolutely. could they could they could they overlook Cal in in getting ready for and wanting to play Washington? Uh, they could absolutely do that. They could be well. It's like Boise State BYU is Boise State's trap game. Yep. But you play in the next eight straight games, you know, in a row this year, eight weeks in a row, Boise State's probably going to win all eight, right? Because they're going to be ticked off and they're not going to let that happen to them again. Yep. So, so Cal, they're going to, that, that is a dangerous game. You know, they could absolutely overlook them. I don't see them doing it because I've been, like you said, the last month since USC, I'm really happy with what I see out of them. So I'd expect them to go in and get after Cal, but that I'd also say it's the trap game. Well, it's it certainly is because their their schedule is extremely favorable down the stretch, and it'll right. be it'll be interesting in November to see. I mean, they play they play Washington November second, and after that, um, basically the teams that are left are at the bottom end of the Pac-12. So. So the the chances now's the of it time, happening, though, like you and I said, now's the time to get even more hungry. Yeah, not to relax because right. you won Arizona State, you know, in a big way, and they were number seventeen. You got to come off that and just with a renewed hunger and vigor, and, and say and have the eye on the you know Pac twelve championship and maybe the playoffs, and play every dang week for that. And uh, that because they were, if they relax, that'd be like the dumbest thing in the world right now. You got to. Or, you know, just a short amount of games left, and it's time to ramp it up. I agree. All right, well, uh, this round of Rivals is over. It's over, and i got to say goodbye to Scott, dang it. I'll see you, Jason. I want to hear more of those funny jokes. We're powered by kslsports.com, Facebook, Rivals Podcast, Twitter, Rivals Show. And just some words of encouragement and advice. Out in public, do not act like Jason. 